Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Meridian, episode 6, Devilish Dealings. guys and welcome back to dungeons and junkies i'm alex and if i'm doing the introduction it means we're back in tales of meridian but before we continue and get a recap let's just go around the table and introduce everyone again let's start with matt yes i'm matt and i'm playing anya irons the um the the promiscuous bard shall we say um she she wasn't maybe quite promiscuous as she was. Um but hey, she is now we're stuck with it. Um plays instruments, makes money, sings well, uh, never on never on camera though. For that. Over to you, Caitlin. The complete opposite. I'm Caitlin. I play I play Nathaniel Aegis, who is a Azamar Ranger who's here disappointed in many, many people. And is just isn't sure what's going on on the other end of the spectrum, and is just kind of looking after the sass child. This is fine. Speaking of sass, Carrie, or should I say the Carrie? Yes, yes, you should say the Carrie. Hello, it is me, the Carrie. No, I haven't mysteriously picked up a ninety-a-day smoking habit. I'm getting over the flu. Leave me alone. But today, I will be playing Azriel Relwin Azalea. And their small fae boy bean cat thing, Cicero. I still haven't quite decided what he actually is. Eat your veggies. Leaving Kerry's flu behind. Have you feel better soon, Kerry? Over to you, Chad. Hello! I am Chad, and today I will be playing everyone's new favorite, Earth Ganassi. Uh, mastermind rogue, but only just so I can give the help action out. Amadeus Balazzo Kamata. And I'm very excited to be back in the world of Meridian. How weird was it to say Meridian again? It's, it still feels weird to say, I have to admit, but who, I'm sure I'll get over that soon enough. But anyway, last time in Tales of Autovia, I mean Meridian. The, um, I, and I'm gonna keep trying to say the crew as well as keep trying to say Autopia. this new group of people who were given a job offer to speak to someone in town trying to sort out the local disappearances with intrigue and interest they headed across town and spoke to a older gentleman known as Adam Salier he explained that over the last few years, and quite recently, as some strange disappearances have come back into light, as people seem to be disappearing from the streets, leaving no trace behind. 
other than a small little glimmer of magic which disappears eventually. Interested in the job and the money that was offered, the the group split up into two teams. Nathaniel and Azriel went up to a warehouse to see what they could find. And Amadeus and Anya went to the upperclassmen's club at the other side of the town. Chaos ensued in one location, and controlled chaos ensued in the other location. One ho a horse got broken out of the barn, and the country club was burnt down. Well, in light of all these kerfuffles, it was successful. It was a successful mission for both groups. All that was left to do was deliver this information to to a man named Rowan Gray, who, as stated, is not only the mayor's current assistant, but he's also looking to bring down the mayor. With much debate, Azriel and Amadeus decided to go with Edmund to deliver this, while Nathaniel and Anya wanted to keep out of this side of it as it start as it starts to turn more political but that is where we're going to continue from as as it starts to get dark you hear a um the thunder of a storm rolling in from the east as amadeus azriel and edmund approach a town hall in the distance you see a rather large building with just one light on on the top floor of the left hand side of this building what would you like to do uh well first of all i would like to say during that hour long just hiatus that we had uh you said i would allow to use a short rest so i did use one uh die uh hit die whatever you want to call it I know. Yeah, it's called a hit die in this edition, which is a D8. I'm using one, and I rolled a five, which takes me back to full health, which is 25. So that is the first thing I would like to do. I forgot to mention that on my end when I was doing the time skip. Anything Secondly, else on your end? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Secondly, as we, before we actually got close enough to this town hall while we were walking I would have liked to have had a conversation with Azriel um, so probably like right after we had left the mansion and like headed out onto the roads while there was nothing else really to converse about uh, Amadeus would have uh, my dear child I, I have not had the pleasure of truly introducing myself to you I am Amadeus Bellato Kamata, a management position person in the Oasis Corporation. It is wonderful to meet you. Uh, DM, do I know what the Oasis Corporation actually is? You would do. The story of the Second Great Collapse that almost occurred, that was stopped by the Heroes of Autopia. Um, the Oasis Corporation was newly founded about a couple weeks before um, court tried to summon Avius again. They are 
they mostly do charity work, delivering supplies across the um, the islands to help the um, people who were struggling because of the war and just taking people off the streets. Obviously, their name didn't really blow up properly until, obviously, after the Battle of Unork, where they delivered a lot of building materials and additional food to the Tortles. But, so they're massive in Autorvia, and they're just starting to, like, build up a presence in Meridian. Azrael's gonna hold out a hand to go, Azrael, Arowan, and Zadia. 17. Almost 18. Just a few weeks away from my birthday. I don't have an important job. I deliver things for my grandma. Well, every job is important if it is done with such vigor and in happiness. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you, Azriel. And Amadeus will extend his hand and shake Azriel's hand. Azriel is just kind of looking up at Amadeus because in their time, they've not seen another Ganassi. Especially not another type. So it's like, it's very, you know, that Spider-Man meme where there's two Spider-Man pointing at each other? It's a little like that. You're one like me. Sorry if that makes no sense. In fact, cut that whole bit. That makes no sense. No, no, I I feel Amadeus exactly understands that as Amadeus is not a child. Amadeus is not old, but he's, you know, had a few years on the planet and in his 30s looking down at this 17 year old Air Ganassi a smile would cross his face as the violet eyes just very warm and inviting just kind of like going with the hues of his kind of gunmetal skin uh, with the blues and the greens like veins in it I guess this is the first time you have ever seen another of your kind who is not like you. I never seen any of any kind. My grandma isn't even one. (laughs) Why, my dear, there are so many different kinds of our people out there all over. We have basically been the fundamental parts of the creation of many different parts of this world. We are, as some would say, connected to the elemental planes of this very world. I can see you are one with the wind, and as such, blow to place to place. I am myself of one of the earth, of the solid fortitude, and The appearance that we take on is very different for all of us. Mine, while very polished and sheenful, also is very tough. While yours, I can see, while very blissful and energetic, might hide something deeper below it. Azrael looks fairly standard for an Aganasi, except they're quite tiny. The only thing that really stands out is they don't have standard blue eyes. It's more of an... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Um, I don't know, it changes colour when the light hits it. I know what word I'm looking for. It begins with I. 
Iridescent? That's him. Is it? Uh, otherwise, they're probably fairly standard for an air Amadeus just once again gives a wide smile as he... I do see this amazing creature that you have draped around your shoulders. Is this something you have found? Is this something you have created yourself? He apparently showed up when I was born. I don't know if that's just something that they're telling me, but he's been there my whole life. His name's Cicero, by the way. He doesn't bite. Mostly. Uh, Amadeus would reach out his hand and he would first of all put his hand out in front of Cicero's snout to give a sniff to see if Cicero will accept it. But uh, Amadeus would go for a scritch of this creature. Just name me an animal handle and check with advantage, please. That is, I have nothing in animal handling, so that is a 18. So does Cicero react? He's going to sniff uh, Amadeus's fingers, maybe gently chew on them a little bit, but not in an aggressive way. Just kind of, hmm, unusual flesh. I've always kind of imagined in my head he sounds, you know, like the weaking noise guinea pigs make? That's the noise he makes when he's happy. And he starts weeping loudly. Uh, Amadeus would let him chew on his fingers uh, before then gently kind of scritching behind the ears of this creature. This creature is quite marvelous. In the short time I have known you, I've already seen it do amazing things. Is this creature connected to you in some way? I know you just said that it appeared when you were born, but... I suppose so. Uh, what's the best way I can describe this? Sometimes I can see what he sees, like through his eyes. You two are a very interesting combo. I am once again very pleased to have made your acquaintance and look forward to seeing where this partnership can lead us. It'll be fun. But yes, let us proceed. I do believe this information must be delivered and it must be delivered this evening. So let us make post haste. As the conversation, um, as the conversation more or less finishes, Edmund is, he hasn't really said anything, but you can tell he's just been listening and taking a glance at Cicero, who seems to fascinate him, because, same for you, Amadeus, Cicero is like nothing you've ever seen before. Whatever, he's almost alien in context, just no idea what he is. But the three of you four of you, because I can't forget Cicero, eventually come over the brow of the hill as you can see just the rain and the storm in the distance slowly um, approaching the city. 
as you see the big town hall in front of you in this open area. There's no one around this time of night, and you can see just one light on upstairs on the left-hand side of this building. Well, Edmund, as it were, you are the one who has dealt with him, this person, the most. I do feel that you should lead the way. Of course, as I know, I know Rowan a little. I say I know Rowan a little bit. I've met him a couple times. We never really spoke other than just to say our hellos and stuff. But Adam reckons we still should. We should be on guard anyway. So just, just be prepared in case things go wor- bad to worse, because. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Amadeus would click his walking cane on the ground and with a bit of a smirk. I am always prepared for things to go wrong, Edmund, but please do make sure that you keep things above board. We are just here to deliver some information and to see what we can glean from that. I do not wish to have to spill any blood this evening. No, do I. Bit above my pay grade this is, to be honest, but we got this. Edmund will um, head up to the um, house before he just puts his hand on the door just to see if it's unlocked. As he clicks the door and it appears to be unlocked. Ooh, okay. Got this, got this. Let's get going. And with that, he'll just like peek his head in, and assuming that, seeming like the coast is clear, he heads on inside. Uh, Amadeus will turn once again to uh, the small Erganasi. Ezreal, I do not know what awaits us inside. I do not wish to demean you in any way, but. I will say, if things go sideways, I ask that you please get out of here as quick as you possibly can. There is no need for you to take any unnecessary harm. There's a look that passes Azrael's face that suggests they're not exactly insulted by what you said, but it's very much a <sighs> at being treated like a child, despite being on the very cusp of adulthood. Okay. And the Cicero who's just chewing Azrael's hair or something. Amadeus will begin to make his way into the same door that Edmund went through. And I'm assuming Azrael's following. Uh, as you free enter this building, closing the um, front entrance door behind you, um, you're introduced to quite a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, a 60s style home. It, like a 60s style office as you get the, um, the, um, fancy darker wood. Is I, the word I'm you're looking, looking for groovy? Totally, yeah. No, not quite. Like, like Inter- a posh 60s. Yeah, like a posh vintage style office. 
Um, you, this entryway is quite fancy. It's all darker wood. Is there's a staircase going up to the left and a staircase going up to the right. The right is just shrouded in darkness. Same with the um, left-hand side over there and light that seems to be glowing through the outline of the um, door. Is Edmund just gives you all a nod and starts to quietly go up the stairs. Uh, can I make a quick perception check for any kind of like surveillance or anything like that that might be any magical surveillance or anything like that that might be about? Uh, can do. Just make me an investigation check, please. Uh, that is a 16. Seems out of place. Just taking a glance around, nothing seems to stand out. There's odd statues here and there that have just a glimmer of a magical aura, but not being as magically inclined as say, another caster. You're not sure what the aura is that these little, like, statues of birds that are on frames up high near the roof seem to give off. But other than the little statues of, like, birds and other small little creatures that decorate the ceiling top, everything seems normal in here. Uh, with that, can I get a sense of how many of these, like, statues are giving off this aura? Can, like, I just clock, like, all of these little statues that are giving off this aura? Yeah, they, looking at them, they all appear to be giving off the same aura. There's about one, two, three, four, five. There's about five per wall. So, totaling to... 20 in this particular area is you got the side with the desk, the two walls, and the entryway wall. But it's whatever they're giving off, it's very mild. Cool. Uh, I would keep following Edmund uh, to wherever he's leading us. As Edmund gets to the top of the stairs, he does a special, special knock, which is like five high-speed knocks and then like a two-second pause before he does two slow knocks and you there's a pause for about two seconds before there is a um click and the door opens revealing a um a human man in a um in quite a nice silver silver and black tunic um he's he's got quite long dark hair that's been like tied back into a tight bun and while it's a little bit messy mostly um tidied up stubble is stands about six foot with dark skin seeing edmund in the two as he looks to the, the um right seeing the two of you oh he you have it um yes right come inside the office it's not safe out here 
in that he ushers you in Edmund gives him a nod for looking at the two of you seeming a little more relaxed as he'll head into the office you can see as this guy looks down at you to to usher you in you can see that there's definitely a sense of unease in him is it looks like he hasn't slept in a while can i inside check this guy right away just you can do what are you looking for specifically i'm i'm looking for the cut of this guy's jib as i you could say that he doesn't look like he's slept much so i am trying to insight is the reason he hasn't slept recently because he's worried about his life? Or is the reason that he hasn't slept because he's losing his mind? And that kind of, like, I'm trying to figure out to what reason why he looks so shitty is going on. Roll, roll me an inside track, Ben, please. Uh, that's only a 14. Um looking at him he's quite hard to read it doesn't help that it's quite dark out here and obviously the light being behind him makes him a bit harder to see but he's you're guessing it's more a nervous tired than an unstable tired is why he looks tired the his mannerism the way he's dressed how like tidy as sewers with no ruffles or crinkles or anything. He's very well put together. Uh, with that, I think that Amadeus would once again clock all of the statues with the magical aura one more time, just to see where they were before entering into this uh, office door. Yeah. Looking them one last time same sort of energy they're all sat where they were nothing smooth or anything so you're so with that double check you're heading into the office are you oh yeah sorry as the um two of you head in he um locks the door behind him as you're invited into quite a warm pleasant office the fire is going off in the corner is you can just about hear the um rain slightly tapping the window as you can tell the storm is starting to come overhead um there is a another man in there's another man in this room who does also seem quite nervous though he's a lighter skinned man who is wearing a nice blue tunic. Um, he's about 5'8", uh, black hair which is slicked back. Um, can you just roll me a history check, Amadeus? Uh, that is a 13. 13, that's high enough. Um, when Anya read out the letter saying that this information was being... <laughs> When Anya read the letter that was saying this information was being taken to someone called Luen, um, it very quickly clicks who this person is, is being someone who lives in Teldoras, 
and is like a journal quite famous journalist and writer and has definitely had his um paintings done before you quickly pick up that this is that that this is that Lewin, um known as martin Lewin, a famous journalist and writer from the city that you live in uh as i make recognition that i know who this person is do they see me do they know who i am he's he's seen the three of you walk walk into the room as he's sat in a chair just with um writing some notes on some paper he he, he looks he really nervous about all of this he doesn't seem to notice pay too much attention to the three of you as you enter this room is you can see the um nervous chitteriness of him uh oh you got some savvy oh i was gonna say not addressing the journalist at all um i think that amadeus would turn to rowan and well Mr. Gray, it appears that we have information that you would like to acquire and that you have information for us to acquire on the wonderful mayor of this town. So I must ask immediately, why a wonderful yet very seemingly unnerved journalist sits in our midst currently. Yes, this is Mr. Martin Lewin. He is a journalist from Todoras. He has, once I reached out to him, he agreed to help write up a article of of the mayor sorry forgive forgive the, my jitteriness and this has been a lot but this can go on uh, it's, sorry I, it was rude of me not to introduce myself there's just a lot going on the mayor is quite a scary gentleman but he's out of town at the moment so this is the best time to act Martin Lewin, um, pleasure to meet you as he holds out his hand to shake yours. Amadeus, and I'll give a curt handshake to the journalist. So he shakes your hand, moves on to Edmund, then offers his hand to um, Azriel. Is he then tips his head, noticing um, Cicero on your shoulder. What a fascinating individual. In, excuse me. Who is that? I've not seen anything like it. Azrael just gestures at Cicero. His name is Cicero. It's a wonderful creature. I've not seen anything like it. 
They turn to Cicero and say, See, every time I walk into a room, everyone only ever pays your attention. It gets a bit depressing after a while. You just get a, like, a confused, as he looks over to you, head tilted. Forgive me, I'm going off of topic. What, what was your name? Sorry, I got distracted. As he offers you a handshake. I'm Azrael. They don't go for their full name, but they do shake the hand. Thank you. Um, now, I must ask, obviously, as you are carrying this information, do you want your names on here, or do you want me to keep you as an anonymous source? I do not wish that my name be used in any article that you would produce. I do not wish to cause any undue harm to the Oasis Corporation through my own personal meddling in these affairs. But I do thank you for asking. I do ask that you also do not mention the child's creature in any way. They are underage and thus cannot be mentioned in any way. I do not wish for any harm to come to them or you in any way for trying to release these stories. So please, if you could keep our names out of this completely, we are doing this as someone say as a favor to another. Of course, of course, absolutely. That is not going to be an issue in the slightest. After all, I, me and Rowan are leaving town shortly after this. Uh, Right, we have information for you, and you have information for us. As um, Edmund gives him a nod, seemingly while while he's wary of this whole situation in general, he seems obviously, as mentioned, he has spoken to Rome before, and seems while there is a while there is a tenseness between him, is Edmund just lays his hand on his rapier just in case he um hands him the bag with the um, documentation in as rowan takes it to his desk and opens up just to take a gander i knew he was making something grossamite so that's what they name it okay uh can i get a perception check on that to hear exactly what they just said right there that's fine. Uh, I'll say you could hear it, because while he's talking under his breath, it's not exactly quiet. Right. From what I gather, I don't know who DA is. I know it's initials. But what I do know is DA has been here for the last year. He's been living at um, Alakir's house in the west side of the city. This necrosomite from what I gather it has two different properties. One is to enable someone who does not have magic to gain the ability to cast magic. It effectively with a combination of ingredients 
it can give someone the ability to produce strange aura that gives people and certain individuals magic. And the second property? Right. The second property. Azriel, can you just make me a perception check, please? Uh, 12 plus 8, so 20. This, as he's explaining it, um, this point you hear a click at the door from behind you. Is you look at the door, and as you hear that noise and sort of glance back, you hear the swing of a blade as. Before Roan can say anything, a blade pierces through the back of his head and out the out the front. His draws back and he drops to the ground. And behind him, seeming as an invisibility wears off, is the mayor himself holding his bloodied rapier as he draws a um, dagger from his left-hand side and points it at the um, Lu- at Lewin. It's such a shame. Right. Don't move, any of you. Or I will cut the writer down. And that goes doubly for the rodent on your shoulders. This could have been so simple. Once I got wind of what he was doing, all he had to do was get the old man here. Then I could have had all three of them in one go. Instead, he gets a b- bunch of half-fast people who two of them don't even bother to turn up for the rest of the job. But I can't complain. Two is easier than four. Oh, I am sorry. Were you threatening us? right there as you say that there is just a um amused smirk on this guy's face um just for a rough description of him he is a he's an older man late 40s um a little bit wrinkled as he has short black hair that's starting to gray as he keeps it swept back and has um round glasses he wears a um beige shoe bait got my words he wears a um beige suit with a um, red shirt the as he hold holds the rapier in your direction as it just drips with the um rowan's blood is he has his um, dagger in his left hand, pointing it at Lewin, who seems to just be holding his hands up. He, as, he, as he looks back up to you with just an amused smirk. I mean, most people are intimidated, but I'll give you that if you've got the balls for balls to say that. 
why get involved in this in the first place? I'm intrigued. The fact that you have to ask why someone would get involved in this shows why that you need to be taken down a peg or two. You've clearly grown too big for your bridges in this mayor position that you have held. And it is clear that the people and also it seems that outsiders must now stand to show you what for to maybe make some amends for your wrongdoings. I can assure you that this goes far beyond politics. Once again, Amadeus just smiles at this older gentleman. All good, sir. I know that everything goes much deeper and much farther than anyone would ever assume. Please know that doing this to you will bring me no pleasure, but it seems that is something that must be done. As Amadeus will, as he grabs his walking stick up and slowly unsheaths the rapier from his walking stick. I do not think that uh, you will survive this encounter. But if you do, please know that everything that the Oasis Corporation has will be brought down upon your head and will destroy everything that you have ever been or ever could be. So please know that in doing this and taking up your blade against me, you are not only attacking me, but the entire corporation. And know that this is a, at least a, act of war. And will be handled as such. Grips his blade a bit tighter. Look. All I'm after is the documents. The writer and the old man. After all, he's delusional at this point. Once he's lost his wife and his kids and his adopted child, he comes out with crazy things. He's willing to give up his own life for what he thinks is such a simple fix to such a wider problem. I'll even let you and the writer go. Amadeus will, once again, so the information that was given is still is it in front of us right uh it's sat on the desk currently as rowan picked up to scout through it the desk is about 12 foot in front of you i think just once again staring once again i do not believe that this can be resolved peacefully as this information must be given to the people. And there is no way that I think that you will allow that to be without a hostile interpretation. So, we are at an impasse because I will not leave this office without that information. And 
Amadeus will point with the uh, rapier in his hand. I I think the I think the way that's gone. I think it's fair to say that this is a bit more beyond regular action. So I think we should roll for initiative. Okay, so as the um, storm starts to um, come just overhead in, the windows are pelted with heavy rain. Um, Alec here, let me just grab his sheet. Okay, right. So Alec here as a object interaction is grabbing the document. I think Lewin would try to make a reaction attack. He would try to grapple him. Is Alakir like. Is Alakir like. moves his arm to loop the um, bag strap around it. Lewin tries to like. lash forward and grab it, but Alakir just. with a smirk just headbutts Lewin, knocking him back. As he takes a step back. Uh, I, I would ask that is there any way that we can kind of go back in time and I can use my reaction to give the help action to the reporter to try and get the documents to see if they can roll higher. Yeah, that is that is fine. Um, let me see. As a mastermind rogue, I can use my bonus action to do that and I will burn my reaction if you allow me to do that. DM. Roll that post grapple again. With an advantage on what's Alakir's voice oh, horribly traumatized. You're very good, Caitlin. Oh, Lewin, you poor lad. Alright, as Lewin, like, tries to grab that bag. He almost yanks it off of um, Alakir's arm, but with just like an angry sneer, he just swings his head, crashing into um, Lewin and knocking him back against the wall. As he um, takes a step back, I would call that his action. As um, as he takes a step back from the desk, he looks up to the. Um, rest of you well it's lovely to chat i gotta go home and pack and people are gonna be after you pretty soon so good luck is he holds up his hand and there's like an orange glow just around it is there is a flash of white light as he disappears at the the window that was behind him you just see a flash of light at the bottom of it that would take us on to Azriel. It's your turn. In this absolute sudden carnage, hearing the door click and then turning around to see um, Rowan get cut down. And then Lewin try to grab the bag as he's knocked against the back wall. And Alakir seemed to what you feel might be a misty step. You're 
cut back into the action. So what do you want to do in this moment of chaos? I have no idea, because what is there to do? I'm at a loss. I don't... Um, honestly, I don't really understand what's going on at the moment. So is he gone, or...? No, is he gone, or...? As he wrenched the bag from Lewin, he, um, you saw him cast Misty Step, and you saw a little flash of white light. As he left, there was a flash of white light, and there was then about a second later, there was a flash of white light through the other side of the window at the end of this office, mm. and that's when his turn ended. So. You'd be your next in the initiative. Uh, ask, quite honestly. Can I hold my turn then? Yeah, that's fine. Edmund is. Edmund's gonna run up to that window. Is he, um. Looks out the window. Oh, shit. Okay, he's getting away. Quick, we gotta we gotta get to him. As he looks down at Rowan before um, walking back up to Lewin and pulling him back onto his feet, as he looks panicked yet stunned at the same time, as his um, nose starts to bleed a little bit from being headbutted. But that would, I'd say, with all all the movement helping on me, that would take up Edmund's turn. So, Amadeus, you're up. Right. Uh, so, the body of Rowan Gray, where is that? As you can see, as you go up to the desk, which is something like 12 foot away, you can see um, the... Um, surprise on his face as they're laying in a puddle of his own blood as you see the where the um, rapier blade went through the back of his head and out the front as he lays crumpled on the floor. Uh, can I search his uh, pockets for anything, but anything? Thing of note that he might have had a journal, anything that he might have kept that had information. Okay. As you um, as you search these pockets, um, you find the usual stuff. You find um, some bullet shells, a um, pistol, some notes, a pen, and then you pull out a small booklet. And as you open that up and take a glance, you find notes and dates of like different things, like um, lists of what to collect and, jo and jobs to do. And as you open up onto the next page, you um, see an address written on it, as it says, um, the Myers Estate. Now, looking over it, it's written as a also pass address. Uh, I will pocket this pocketbook, if you will, I guess is the best thing to describe this as. And then looking over to Azriel, 
and Cicero. Well, it looks as if we are needing to run because we are going to be implicated in a murder very quickly. Uh, and with that, I would like to use the... Because uh, it was 12 feet from the desk, I still have the 18 feet of movement. How far away is the door? Uh, oh, but... uh, I would like to grab like any sort of chair or anything like that uh, to basically barricade this door really quickly so that the door is jammed closed before then turning and going, I suggest you make your way out the window. I will follow as quickly as I can. As I would like to use my action to try and barricade this door so that at least whoever comes here next, it takes a little while for them to get into this area. That is fine. However, I drove for that. Um, that would just leave you, Azriel, at the um, bottom of this order, as your turn was held. Um, Azriel will probably do as that told then. They did say they would. And try to escape out the window. Is there any sort of ledge that I can climb across? Or? Um, as you get to the um, window and push it open, the um, loud loudness of the rain hits as you um, look out into the city street um, completely dead as you look around and you see the ledge sticking out slowly as you look down and it's probably a 10 foot drop onto the um, city street Azrael ties up the tunic a bit better so that they can fall just a little bit more easily and then we'll just jump if it's only 10 foot. Yeah. As you jump out the window, you take a point of damage as you um, land on the ground and you feel a sharp reverberation through your knees as you hit the concrete. Ow. Um, what's the nearest alleyway or side street to here then? Uh, you see a um, side street over to the um, left-hand side, about 40 foot away from you. Then I will go there. We'll just say you use your action to dash, and that would get you to the alleyway from what movement you had left. Uh, anything else, or...? You got anything else? Um... With that, to the top of the order, Alakir is on the move, so I'll just mark his turn as done, because he's just going to use his action to move. And um, that would make mean Azriel is next. Do you want to hold your turn until the others arrive? Or do you want to do something with your action? Edmund and Lewin will start making their way to the window as um, he helps Lewin out the window as best as he can. Lewin's not the most acrobatic individual, so it takes him a second to get down before Edmund looks back at you with a mixture of annoyance and disappointment in himself as he just gives you one more nod and hops out the window. 
he takes two points of bludgeoning. Uh, leaving just you left up here, Amadeus, is it your turn? Uh, I would like to quickly, if I could, try and go through as much of Rowan's desk as I can to see if I can find anything of importance. Anything that relates to the mayor, anything that relates to the town, anything that is important to Amadeus. Uh, maybe an investigation check. We'll call this an object and we'll call this your bonus action. Alright, alright, alright. Uh, that is a uh, 24. 24, yeah, okay. Um, you find, as you open the first drawer, you find the usual like office supplies, next drawer, documents of um, complaint letters about something that needs renovating in the town and um, budgets for um, later projects. It's all kind of the boring stuff. You move over to the next side where you open the first drawer and you notice as in as the same as um, the Alakir's office in the country club, you notice a um, false floor in this shelf. As you lift it up, you um, find some great, some um, round old documents. Picking them up, it's a, it's just one sheet of paper with conspiracies and drawings and speculations of what um, necrosomite might be. Um, you. And as you get to the bottom of this page, um, circled in one column, it says um, grants um, innate magic. And in the second column with a question mark, it says grants immortality. But unlike the other one, about the magic being highlighted and circled the um the immortality's just got a question mark on it so i'd guess we were still trying to speculate on whether that fear on whether that theory was true or not uh amadeus will definitely uh fold and pocket this piece of paper and um is there anything else of note that i find in this desk just the regular stuff. Just regular plain old office supplies and maybe spare um, pouch of bullets that he would have to hand just in case of emergencies. Is it this uh, point as you open oh, no, you first? I was going to say, uh, I would then like to use my action to really quickly grab the body of Rowan, put him in his chair, and quickly uh, just scribe with, grab a note and letter. And I, I am a mastermind rogue. I, I don't know how much of Rowan's writing I've seen, but I am pretty good at forging other people's writing and I would just like to leave a note, just scrawled, really, just saying, 
mayor did it just and like the last like little like letters and very sloppily as well i don't want it to look like he just like kind of wrote it nicely i want to look on his deathbed mayor did it and use that as my action before using my movement and getting the f out this window as you do that and start bolting for the window you hear banging on the door followed by like scratches and hisses from what sounds very similar to the same creatures that were in the um, back street when you first met these people as you um, lean out and drop from the window um, also taking a point of bludgeoning as you crack down onto the ground feeling on a jolt through your knees as you see as Riel on the um, alleyway at the left hand side and Edmund leading Luen to the same alleyway just about 20 feet ahead of you uh, I'm probably out of movement unless we're going to the next round or if we're out of combat I would make my way towards that alley at this point I'd say leaving that building means we're definitely out of combat uh, then yeah, uh, quickly, yet hurriedly, I would make my way to the alley to both Azriel, uh, Lewin, and uh, Edmund. Um, as the three of you catch up with Azriel in the alleyway, um, Lewin just takes a moment as he um, leans up against the alleyway, just like breathing heavily almost like trying to control himself from hyperventilating as he um, breathes. Um, Edmund looks frustrated as he um, just kicks a wall in anger. Oh. What the fuck is going on? There is no time for your reckless anger. We are in a very precarious situation. The mayor will quickly make us outlaws. We need to move quickly if we are to survive this evening and going forward. He clearly has something against your benefactor as Adam is one of his targets. So we need to do something and we need to get anyone else that we can find to help us quickly. Do you think you can contact Anya and Nathaniel who we worked with earlier? Yes, um, I know Nathaniel's going back to where they were staying, and I've seen on being in the town before. I've seen Anya work at the place at the um, same inn, though I don't know exactly where she lives. I will go in. I'll go and find Nathaniel. If you guys okay. head back to the house, I just be careful, right? We will be careful. Yes, please. Do hurry, though. I do feel that the gears are in motion, and we do not have much time before the mayor will move against us. Yeah, right, okay. Luen, go with these two. Trust me. They're good people. They're on our side. Is he claps um, Luen on the back and just gives you both a nod as he um, heads through the alleyway? Turning um, left. 
and the three of you in the um, rainy alleyway. Uh, looking to the other two and sheathing my rapier back into my walking stick. I do believe it best if we move quickly, yet as inconspicuous as possible. They will not yet be looking for anyone, so it is best if we just move as quick as possible with drawing as little attention as possible. Are either of you injured? No. Then I think my nose move. is broken, but that's it. Well, that will not impact your ability to walk, will it? So, no. let us move quickly. And let us get back to the house before the authorities make their way to town hall. There will be a lot of commotion soon. The job going sideways at the delivery end. And their contact, Rowan Gray, deceased. And with the information gone, how will our adventurers do? Will they be able to stop Alec here in time? And will they be able to recover the stolen information and finally prove his villainous nature? Find out next time in Tales of Meridian. This podcast was brought to you by me, Alex, in conjunctions with Visionaries Global Media and Matatat Productions.